the Broncos waiting on George Payton. Let's not kid him with Stidham. And we got the national championship game coming up tonight. All on a number 12 drafting, sports talk radio masterpiece drafting, Black Monday edition of the program. Let's go. Oh, my goodness gracious. Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. Well, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about Mr. this, Mr. Han. If I'm here, I'm here and, and you're here, doesn't, doesn't that make, make it, it our time? time? Yeah. The show we've got for you guys today. No, Jeff, who needs him? Thought we'd uh, put the old uh, solo showcase on today. We got Alex. Gordon's here as well. Yes, sir. And uh, Olivia Williams of... The star. Olivia Williams. Stars of the show. With, How are you? With her new haircut. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, oh. oh, looking really cute. Cutest chick at All Souls and in the Highlands Ranch, um, Douglas County metro area. Thanks for coming in today. She wanted to come la- like last week, and I was just couldn't quite make it happen. How come she gets to go? God, I hate you. Life's not fair. Ew. That's like a variation of all of the kids, my four kids put together, who are always crying about something. Uh, no school today? For no Libby? school today. We're back tomorrow, though. For wow. yeah, so they got today one more little day off. Back to school. Back to school. Yeah. Um. You know, long two weeks off. Sleeping in, it's, you know, it's they're getting to the age a little bit where I think they're starting to kind of appreciate sleep a little bit more. But it's going to be a nightmare about 6.15 tomorrow morning trying to get these kids up. It's, I'm going to probably need Gordon. I, I don't envy. I'm going to probably have to have Gordon and, and you, Alex, come by and probably help. <laughs> At least change Geo's diaper, get some of the breakfast stuff going. Gordon, you're on lunches. All hands on deck. So... One kid only eats steak. One kid eats turkey sandwiches. One kid gets hot lunch. And Gio, the littlest one, expects all of those things, like, at the same time in the morning because everyone's, like, whipping it together. So he's, like, grabbing bags of chips. He's, you know, he's a bit of a junker right now. Um, how was your weekend, Alex? Uh, weekend was all right. All right. Didn't do a whole lot. Watched some, watched some sports. Dealt with, the, dealt with the dudes on Sunday yesterday. Yeah. Um, and watched, watched our Broncos wrap up another losing season. Yeah, it's weird. It's Seven like in a row. Now you have, you know, like the book is the is closed now, and you put it like back into the wherever books go. I don't really read them. Um, and it's just like you, I you to look back at the season that was the highs and the lows. It's like you wait forever for, you know, the the combine, the free agency, the combine, the draft, the whole process. Um, Training camp, OTAs, training camp, first preseason game, fantasy stuff, and then like the the regular season finally comes, and then just like that, boom, it's over with. But the highs and the lows of the season, it feels like it lasted for a year, you know. So, um, you know, I mean, do we do grades? Do we grade Coach Payton out? Do we grade 
position groups. I mean, I don't know if we got enough time for all that. You know, ain't nobody got time for that, right? Nobody got time for that. Bye, Felicia. No, so I, yeah, we, we, we'll get into all that kind of stuff. It would have been, I think it would have mattered to win that game yesterday. I think the difference of where nine and eight versus eight and nine. Yeah, matters. I mean, I think the difference for, will be drafting. They're drafting at twelve. They'll have the twelfth pick. You know. Yep. With the twelfth pick of the twenty twenty four NFL draft, the Denver Broncos select quarterback from Washington. Mm. Maka um Junior Penix. Maka, uh, uh, Junior Penix. Yeah. Oh, we got another MPJ in town. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. MPJ. Oh. I was thinking that. And he was right around that. He was 14. He was so 14. he was right around that. Was, that's right. Woo. I mean, like, if, say, Michael Penix Jr. is a combo of, like, uh, to uh, Lamar Jackson, where it's like, he wants to get back in the pocket a little bit, but, like, Tua never takes off to run. Lamar wants to take off and, and run, but he can still sling it. So I guess in the size and the shape and the body type and the left-handedness stuff. But again, I told you guys, go look at the, it's just the reverse video. It's like reverse engineered smack, like Jim Rome, you know. Um, it's, you see Michael Penix as a right-handed thrower. And it looks. I saw that. Oh, man, isn't that wild? Doesn't it look like less unorthodox? Way less unorthodox. Yeah. I mean, just like, it looks like he's just kind of slinging it. It actually looks kind of like quick release, kind of nice stuff. You know, looks pretty nice. Front left-handed is like, why are you throwing it like Randy Johnson? Why are you winding up like that big unit? Yeah, it's got like a big whipping motion. It's weird. It just looked like Tebow's like started (laughs) from like the stretch. You know, it's like big, long, elongated. Michael Penix Jr. ain't that, especially when you look at it when, you know, Right hand, it's weird. It's that's you got to check that out. But so, um, do you, how much do you think tonight's game will play in? Like, what if he uh, lays an egg tonight? You think he'll slip out of the first round? What if he goes off? Is he a top five pick? I think if he goes off, yeah. But you know what? Um, college success doesn't really dictate. Um, if in terms of appeal, like, well, this guy, shoot, you know what, Michael Penix Jr. too. Won that improbable national championship game. Um, he'll sell a ton of jerseys for us as well. And that's, you know what? If all things are, shoot, it's, we got, you know, remember Bob Stitt, the gold mines coach, comes on with us? Coach Stitt, like coach an offensive Stitt. super genius. I remember. He has this um, question, like a quiz thing he puts guys through. It's like a questionnaire thing that he turns into a, uh, a calculation, which has turned into an algorithm, and it tells you if the guy's, you know, worth a damn, smart, can play, can read defense, all this kind of life stuff. Um, Coach Stitt still does that for, like, every, like, tons of teams in the NFL. He's the guru with this kind of stuff. Um, he's uh, created Brock Purdy, right? Came on the show and told us all about Brock Purdy and how he had to kind of stump for him to even get drafted. And the rest is, is history, history, right? So um, what was my point? Oh, if all things, you know, I don't know that it could ever be equal it's like well man we we like michael Penix jr and we like drake may too quite a bit and the bron you know we're thinking about moving up to seventh overall the broncos to you know sixth or eighth overall uh to secure one of those guys that we think will be there could definitely see that happening yeah but you know so like is one this game lean one way or another really in the history of college football like the combine and and the grading out and the you know the selection process i don't think that matters at all because there's been tons 
tons of successful quarterbacks. I mean, national championship winning just studs that, you know, were not taken first, second, third. And actually, maybe just because of their success, were even drafted at all in later rounds. So I don't think that kind of stuff matters, but it might matter just a little bit. I'm not superstitious, but I am a, a little, little stitious. So, I, I think I saw Andrew Mason say, his prior injury history yeah. matters more. Like his medicals at the combine are going to more matter more than this national That's championship. That's kind of true, but these injuries happen and he as he's like still growing. You know what I mean? Like as his body is still growing and developing and you know, like who's to say that, you know, he might be some of these injuries better for it, you know, in a weird way. But it's like as long as there's no structural stuff. If it happens to you when you're 17 or 18 years old, 19 years old, you know, I don't. I think, to be honest, if we went back and looked at a lot of dudes in the NFL who had a bunch of success, um, college guys who had success, um, I bet they had some, you know, high school injuries. I mean, there's tons of high school injuries that happen all the time, right? Um, okay, so 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text line. No Jeff today, so you guys can utilize that and pick up some of his slack. All right? I want to hear from you guys. React to me. Uh, Gordon is in, hanging out. We'll find a way to utilize Gordon. He's busy yeah, back there. Might, super busy. get on the board here. He's super busy, Nate. He's grinding. Just chill for a little until he comes around the corner. Um, oh, yes. Are you kidding me? How's you know? Uh, Alex, uh, Nuggets last night? Did yeah, you? Uh, I I didn't go last uh, night, but um I, I watched the game. How about uh, Jokic's stat line? Four points, seven boards, sixteen assists, five blocks. Took three shots. Didn't he um only score like uh, under ten the last time they played Detroit as well? Well, he got thrown out. He got ejected. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so. all right. <laughs> the Pistons got got uh, Jokic's number. That Pistons Nuggets finals matchup is gonna be. Um, Jokic, you need to come back in the game in the fourth quarter. Is according to plan. You get, you know, you get Jamal get off a little bit, go off. I think his MVP case is kind of, uh, I mean, um, all-star case is kind of, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know where it really stands. A lot of guys, there's so many guys scoring right now, um, averaging tons of points in the NBA. I saw some stat. There's uh, like 40 guys averaging more than 22 right now, as opposed to 20 guys who did that 20 years ago. You know, Jeez. So you know, it's the talent level of guys. It's the global effect on the game. Guys from coming all over the world, unique talents. No doubt. Uh, it's all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he's behind a lot of guys. I mean, SGA and Fox and Booker and and, uh, and Anthony Edwards. I mean, he's yeah. not better than any of those yeah. guys. Ninety-eight point so. one FM, 107.5 HD three. You can stream us or watch us at MileHighSports.com. I'm talking, but I'm just thinking about the music. Turn up a little bit. Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? Do you have to? Man, I used to hate my stepdad to this one. Man, the memories. Uh, back on the other Fair side. It's Molly Sports. rock and roll actually if that's rock i don't want to be right yeah but it, you know for its time jeff sent us something i don't know what the point of it was it was like billboards top music of 94 
like a mo certain month in 94. And it was like, I didn't know what he was getting at. It looks a bunch of terrible music, except for this and like one or two others. Um, I think I overrated my era of music. I don't know what happened in 94. It was a weird transition year. Um, we got a lot to talk about. The, the Nuggets were convincing. They were special. They're deep. They're talented. They're elite. Um, and it feels really good. The West in the playoffs is going to be pretty wild. And the Thunder are going to make a, a run at the whole thing. They're going to make some noise. And um, I think the Mavericks are kind of dangerous because you got two of the, you know, 10 best players in the world on that squad. Um, but Alex, don't you think that the Nuggets are just almost doing what the Chiefs do? Let's just like cruise control, not cruise control, but it's like manipulation and orchestration of the regular season yeah. to set yourself up and prepare you for the playoffs. We weren't sure it's a good last comp. Yeah, well, I th thank you. Um, stay with me on this one. Last year, we're waiting for Jamal to come all the way back, right? Yeah. And then it doesn't happen in this month, and then another month, and then another month. We're like, what's going on here? Well, what's happening is the Nuggets had learned to live without Jamal, had a bunch of success doing it as well. And, we, you know, we know how special the guy is and how unique the combination and relationship between Jokic and him is. Um, so... It was a matter of time. And in the process, you guys got, you know, the Nuggets got some guys, some extra minutes, touches, you know, if you will, and it created a little extra strength and experience in the depth, guys. And it was, in the end, the perfect kind of recipe, right? It really was. I mean, remember the last month of the season, we were getting a little bit worried how, how totally. much they were struggling, but it was just them getting ready for the playoffs because once that Minnesota series started, bam, they exploded. So I, I see a lot of that with the Chiefs. I'm uh, I'm a little bullish on them heading into the playoffs. I, I think they can make some noise here, despite despite them dropping every single pass. Seems like the whole year. Okay, so back to Broncos a little bit. Um, are you buying in? Are you one of the? Well, the Lions were like eight and nine or nine and eight last year, and look at them now. Why can't the Broncos do that? Is there anything that they're in that kind of? Uh, I don't know. They had a lot more picks. They they had a, a lot more, a lot more the, the roster construction. They, they have a lot more talent. They have a whole lot more they talent. They got like twice as much talent. They hit the on Broncos. lots of rookies, too, like yeah. Laporta, uh, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Lots, lots of these guys. I don't think it's the similar situation. They got extra running backs. The Lions were way better set up they, than the Broncos are. I think so, too. So, um, okay, interesting. Because I do think, Gordon, that the Broncos can go out there and find themselves a Jared Goff-like quarterback. Ooh. Kirk Cousins like might have played. Kirk Cousins might have played his last day. Yeah. I would really love Kirk Cousins here in Denver. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I mean, that would be interesting and unique. And I think I could buy into that a little bit because he's he's shown that he can be productive anywhere. But production hadn't come in the form of wins. They had a little bit of success in Minnesota there, but that was as he transitioned to a new head coach, and they're probably just ready to. If I'm Minnesota, I would re-sign Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no doubt. And I run no it doubt. back with another like three year. He's like the king of the three year deal, you know, and um, and, and just kind of go with that. But the point I'm trying to make is 
Jared Goff is enough quarterback when you got all this wick, you know, Amon St. Brown, Laporta is so unique and talented, couple skill running backs who can do everything. I mean, two really, really super talented running backs. One is like you know, as dynamic as they come in the league in Gibbs mm-hmm. and uh, a coach who's makes you believe it, who's cutthroat, who like is hard on you. But do you know what? I know he loves me. Yeah. Sean Payne's hard on you. And you, do you know what? I think he hates me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So uh, just kind of there's uh, some pretty big differences in the two. You know what? One very super. Oh, let's. Jamar Gibbs was a first round pick. 12th overall. Okay. But Amon St. Brown was a fifth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. His. uh, Wow. His first three years in the league have been incredible. And he's gotten better each year, too. And their other running back, uh, David Montgomery, Montgomery came from the Bears, from the Bears and had success there. And, you know, kind of get a a cheap running back. You don't know how good he was in, you know, uh, in Chicago and how much tread is left on the tires. He's very good. Touchdown machine. I mean, just a perfect compliment to who and what they are. Right. So. Uh, drafting running back 12th overall. They're not going to do that. No, but if they get a quarterback somehow, some way they will draft a super skilled talent guy there. So then uh, you got to, they have no Laporta. Can Dulcich come back and be Laporta in this? I'm not counting on it. I'd like the guy. I think I'll never count on the guy ever again for anything. No, no, we would have been better off with Alberto this year. He is. (laughs) He's got Jake, Butt written all over him. Yes. I said, what, what? Jake, but I said, what, what, <laughs> maybe, like, right? Jake, but like never played a damn down for the Broncos. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, he did, but he didn't. He st- stuck around here for, you know, three seasons, waiting, lotioning, oiling. Right. And then uh, can are they going to do the same thing with Dulcich? Or are they just going to kind of move on from the guy? I wouldn't. I would move on. He played one quarter of football. It's the same hamstring that he keeps injuring over and over again. You can't count on this guy. This is big boy football now, yeah. too. This is not. You uh, can't. Wait around for a guy to finally, I don't know. I just, you know, the level of competition, the intensity, what it takes is so much more than even all the success he had playing at a high level at a really, you know, prestigious kind of football college. It's just different, and the guy can't hang. No, no, you need another receiving tight end. That is that okay, is for so sure. So they can uh, fifth-round receiver in Amon St. Brown, theoretically, sure. Um, the running back uh, out of free agency who you pay three or four million bucks to and come in to be the difference – I'm not saying we need a running back. Use that and you know turn that into the tight end position and say we have a couple running backs. And then we do draft one running back later, okay? So say the um, the, your free agent signing is, is there any tight ends out there available in kind of free agency? I'm sure there is. We can think of it. We'll look about it. We'll kind yeah, of have a look. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure can we get a like, uh, is Mercedes Lewis still playing? Can we get James, <laughs> you know, who's the cook? Uh, uh, Jared oh, Cook. Jared Cook, Give yeah. Me Jared, like, just like a guy who will catch... 40 balls for you, three Gerald or Everett. four a game uh, for about 40 yards. He'll have two or three big games. He's a matchup problem. He could block. Man, we haven't had a guy like that in forever. A tight end like that? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, the best, I mean, Julius Thomas, he, he could catch the heck out of the ball. He couldn't block a lick. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm creating, the, the in theory, this perfect draft class that they have. If they get, you know, a star in the fifth round like the Lions did and have hit a guy in the second round, you know, miss on your couple third rounds, uh, get a, you know, valuable player who plays for you, um, you know, in the the next Malik Jackson in the sixth round, uh, you know, can they theoretically create a winner next season? Are they still really fo- now? Do we got to like, you know, um, 
there's like your grandparents will have this uh, in their backyard, this old wrought iron steel like um, chairs like, you know, that's like they had in uh, in the movie Casino and they're just old school. And back in the day, they're probably worth a lot of money. They're wrought iron. OK. Oh. And they'll, you know, every few years, grandpa's got to he repaints it and spray paints it like white again. This is baby. And it pops because, you know, he's got it looks good. It's been in their little porch in Pueblo, wherever it is. At a certain point, you got to s- strip all the paint off. You can't just keep putting paint over paint over paint. And it kind of looks chippy. kind of looks like, Grandpa, let's think, we got to get over to Jake Jabs and get you something yeah. new. Out with the old and with you the gotta new. You got to strip it all the way down to its metal and then put that fresh coat on all over again. I think that's what the Broncos are gonna realize they have to do, that a new coat, a fresh coat ain't going to... You know, so what does that mean? Uh, that probably means moving on from guys like who? Uh, man, uh, uh, Justin Simmons. Uh, there's been a, there's gonna be a couple okay. guys on the line. I think man, maybe a Simmons. What um, about? I mean, it's just been one year, but you know, is um like like Jewel. I, I don't I don't know. He okay. had a heck of a season, but I'm not sure if he, he's McGlinchey, going to be back. Is he really a big part of your future? Do you know what I think? If and when, okay, when. And if, and if and when you're ever good again, whenever that might be, McClinchy's going to be on the other side. He won't be part of the success. He's just a part of like the bridge to get there. Wow. So why pay a guy a lot of money? So why pay that guy that kind of money to, and again, like we said, he's got that Russell Wilson deal where if he's on the roster at a certain point here in a couple of months, his 2025 salary of $18 million is guaranteed. Give me three dudes, rotate them, an old veteran, a young dude, and someone else. You pay those guys $7 million collectively. I'm saving $10 million because we got to find some money to save on this whole Russ thing. Yeah. This is the perfect time to go get you a couple quarterbacks, develop them. I'd cut Statham. I've seen enough. I'd go get me the veteran, um, like, shoot, Some man. of these backups have looked like Browning from Cincinnati. He's, I, he's looked pretty dang good. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's the kind of backup guy you want, but isn't that? I mean, did you see who Browning was playing for yesterday? Cleave. I mean, uh, Cincy. Oh, yeah. Oh, his girl. Yeah. yeah. The body suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gordon, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for. Atta out of baby. Atta boy. Yeah. What was that? was nice, right? <laughs> yeah. She had like the full jumpsuit. That's his girlfriend, yeah, right? She was, she was on the yeah, bobsled team. I she was going to go bobsledding right now. You know, after it's the game? like the uh, greater than equal or, you know, like I used to think of, I used to turn the, the triangle, the little sideway triangle into fill it out and make a pac-man and pac-man would always eat the bigger number right 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 so to me if it was i saw on like twitter her versus taylor oh in, in a bodysuit contest well, just in a yeah, uh, you know i don't want it over after she sings me for a while then what yeah yeah then we're gonna talk about selena gomez all day or like she's gonna talk about ex-boyfriends and stuff i'm not interested in any of that <laughs> give me bodysuit the mystery package you know, man, Jake Browning, I, you know, I'm impressed with your game. Yeah. On you know, and off the field. I, I was unfamiliar with your game. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. But funny. so so if it is Penix and he's obviously left handed, would that have to shift the line around? Like would the left tackle play right. Receivers tackle? always say the blind it's side? like the spin of the ball is different. And I think it's, you know, that might you just like the, the ball literally coming in the spin of the ball is different and looks different. I think if you're a receiver running routes, all that kind of stuff, it, 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 it I, I don't think it's as, 
how many people are left-handed in the in the world as uh, opposed to right-handed? You are Gordon. So I'm Gordon, do you know yes. how many of every ten people southpaws? Let me ask Siri real quick. Siri, how many people are left-handed? What's the ratio? Only about ten percent of people, just one in every ten, are left-handed. Dang. I thought okay. it'd be higher than that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I think I was exactly what I was thinking. So, Gordon, for one, you're super special. I'm kind of a big deal. And we knew that about you a little <laughs> bit. But also, um, maybe it makes sense. It's not so radical that left-handed quarterbacks can't work in the NFL. It's just that 10% of all of Earth are left-handed dudes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and if you're already kind of got... You know, the stigma, a little bit of being a left-handed quarterback, and they try to put you in another position. Well, that kind of trims that number down a little bit. Down. So I would say with the Tua's of the world, Steve Young was a heck of a quarterback. There's some guys who are left-handed, and I think uh, they're just fine. Yeah, I think, Brunel. I think Michael Penix will be just fine. I don't think the left-handedness will stop him. If, you know, he's too little or too yeah, injured or I too... I was just worried about the line, though. Like, if Bowles is playing left tackle, that's obviously Russ's blind side. That's now McGlinchey's his blind side. So yeah. I don't know if they're, they probably wouldn't change positions, right? Well, I mean, they probably feel good about the whole thing as opposed to Russ rolling out the same way on every play, every single yeah. time, Broken leaving plays. all those guys on the right side of the line out to dry, <laughs> you know? So yeah, um, let's set up a break. Uh, Gordon plays some music for us. He's ready to go. Nice. Let me hear this. Oh yeah. Re? Yeah. She still got it to me. Ella, Ella, Ella. We will talk about the national championship game. I, I'm going to stick to my guns and believe that Michigan wins this thing kind of comfortably. Go blue. I don't think it's a runaway. It's a style of play thing. But Washington does have some kind of Big Ten makeup, you know, kind of. O-line super you know good, like I mean? a Big Ten school should be. They're, they have some Ohio State, Maryland, let's air it out, high-flying stuff. Uh, but the only problem is Michigan, you know what? Beat those guys, too. Beat them, too. So I think it's Michigan's time. I think that he, uh, Coach Harbaugh wins the national championship and then and is, is out of here. He gone. And that'd be cool. We'll talk about it more on the, the other side. side. Smiley Sports. But we can't give Jackson 5 Michael's solo success, even though they were talented and had some hits. Uh, the Backstreet Boys were a pretty special. New addition um, is ugh, might be my favorite, but I don't know if they're the greatest. New Kids on the Block changed the way we oh, looked yeah. at the boy band as a whole. But I think in the end, the answer is BTS, right? Probably. Probably. We'll settle with that. Yeah. Can you name Gordon any members of BTS? at all no not 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 one <laughs> how many members do you think there are five more seven you got it seven members uh according to google search jackson five is the best boy band in history followed by who in sync and then one direction and then <laughs> and then bts number four we got them all we literally nailed all of them who's five new kids on the block okay and then hansen uh, Backstreet Boys, a new addition. Yeah. Running out the top eight. Hanson, uh, they're more of a band. Mm, oh, well, I said boy band, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, boy band. But they're more of just like a band band. Hmm. You know? 
I don't know enough about Hanson. Well, let me teach you. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so 303-831-1340 hotline as well as the text line. Alex in studio with us. Gordon Hi. on the board. Um, <laughs> I'm on camera today. Yeah. Uh, and then Olivia Williams is here too, hanging out. She's munching on some grindage over here. Um, well, let's talk a little national championship game. All right. What's your lean right now? Give me a reason why each of these teams wins or loses this game. Uh, I'm leaning. A, I think I, I'm leaning Michigan like 31-24, 31-27, something like that. Uh, I just think they're a better team top to bottom. Uh, they run the ball well. They, they're good. They're really good up front. They don't really have a weakness. They don't have a glaring weakness. Um, they've proven it against good competition. I really, I mean, when they played Penn State, I think they ran the ball, what, 32 straight times in that game, just bullied bullied them. And, you know, if you can do that to a Penn State team, I think you can take care of Washington in that aspect as well. Um, okay. Interested to see how sling, uh, Penix can sling it against a better defensive team in Michigan than Texas. You know, the guy threw, what, for 430 against Texas? Um, I think he'll be right around 300 tonight. Okay. Uh I got myself all caught up now on th- like the Washington is like a Big Ten team thing. I, I mean, I Washington mean, yeah. is like an incredible version of Ohio State. We, I mean, they do year. have the great receivers too. Well, they got the quarterback. They got a bunch of NFL receivers, explosive guys. Um, yeah. Will Michigan run through Washington's defense? Let's go look at Washington's schedule real quick. Okay, and. Um, who are the best defenses that they've played all season long? Uh, let's go backwards here. Uh, Oregon's defense is okay, but it's like a, a defense that knows their offense is once again shoot out, so it's a different kind of defense. Texas defense was all right. They're okay. And they scored 37, but there were no, you know. Like what, if they would have played they Georgia. They were acclaimed. Washington State's defense was really good. Mm-hmm. And they held Washington to 24 points. But again, that's interstate rivalry. That's throw the records out the windows. Apple that's Cup. like the Broncos versus the Raiders kind of stuff. So um, Oregon State. At, I think Oregon State, when they played CU, I was impressed with their defense. Oregon State at the time, that time too, was had some prestige in their game too. The season didn't end the way that they wanted it to. Um, they started losing games at the end. But at the time, Oregon State was really mattering, competing for something. Um, Washington scores 22 against them. Utah. Uh, 35-28, that was the game that everyone had Washington losing, you know, supposed to lose. Um, this was the peak of SC when they played uh, USC, uh, beat them 52-42. That was when SC really had yeah. something to play for, Heisman trophies and all that kind of stuff. Um, Washington survived Stanford 42-33. We knew Stanford, with, you know, around here with their capable of what they did to CU. And then Washington beat on October 21st. Um, ASU, Arizona, uh, Arizona State, fifteen to seven, uh, and then beat Oregon again, or the first time, thirty six thirty three, and that was the first game of the season. So, so I think it's pretty safe to say they haven't faced a defense not like this, like no, a Michigan. Well, there's no SEC defense here, right? There's no Georgia, there's no K- Kentucky, there's no um, Bama. There's no, shoot, who else? You know, uh, Auburn, athletes, Arkansas. Ole Miss, Auburn. Yeah, you're right. Even Auburn this year, by the end of the year, went to, you know, finished with six or seven and went to a bowl game. Um, okay, that's a red flag for me. They haven't seen a monster like Michigan's defense yet. No, that's what makes it all exciting. And there's been games where they've been held to 24, 22, 
15. Um, let's see. I went back too far. 15, and then uh, that's about it. So how do you think they're going to look then against this Michigan I don't defense? think they can score more than 24 points against it. Really? No matter what. I'm convinced there's no matter what happens. They can get a help from a turnover turned into a touchdown early in this game. In the end... It you know the it's like the ocean rises it's like the the balance the median will be twenty four points maximum and I more think it's around twenty if I want to run those numbers ahead uh, again in my head boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. yeah I get those same numbers so and then there's no way Michigan's not going to score that many right so it's got to be the, it's got to be the, no. the maize and blue no so there's unless. Uh, Washington goes all world defensively, which that's not what they do and what they're about. Their offense is what makes them really special. I'm sure they got some great players on defense that I'm not, you know, recognizing, but uh, I know Michigan's got a great defense. Yeah. I know what they're capable of. Michigan is just the best team in the country this year. It's like a one-off and that's why it's hard for people to think, well, it's like, it should be Alabama and Georgia. Because they're in the midst of a dynasty run. No, this is one of those one-offs like Jameis's year. Like, um, uh, you know, this isn't like Clemson. They're not going to be good next year. This gonna, Michigan's going to suck next year. This was a building up to kind of this. They were good last year, but not good like they are this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they J.J. McCarthy wasn't even supposed to be happen necessarily, and they had to get him right to win this year, and it's Michigan's time. I think so. Let's go to break. And they've had all kinds of adversity, too. Remember when Harbaugh was out, they had the other coach come in, never wavered. Is there going to be some kind of asterisk on this one with all this other stuff and the The sign stealing? Yeah. I don't know. Have I I turned you ever with what I kind of my thoughts on? Everyone does that kind of stuff. Uh, You you haven't turned me in that way, but I don't think he should have. I mean, it's not going to alter the championship if they win it. Like, it's still going to be a national championship. There's no Isn't it a greater there. one because of all the things they went through without their coach and they still found a way? Uh, maybe, yeah. You, you face more adversity, that's Dang. for sure. That's okay. for sure. Let's go to break. Gordon, um, he runs the show. Alex is in studio. No Jeff Gersh. He is out of town for one day only. Hopefully, he's driving safe. He's going to ski, I think. Good luck on that uh, traffic today. If you're a one or two times skier a year, it's not worth it. Don't do it. If you're going to make the commitment to skiing quite a bit, we're talking then epic it is, pass. It, it, then it is. Icon then pass. it is worth it. Yeah. But if you're going to be like, yeah, we haven't been up this year yet. We're going to go try to make it one or two. Yeah, save your energy, your time. Don't bring a damn kid with you. That's for sure. <laughs> it's just, I, you know, it's tough out there on the slopes. Danny and Alex, it's Molly Sports. Back in final segment, aftermath Monday edition of the of the program Black Monday. Even though most of the coaches are white guys, <laughs> White Monday. You know, I mean, shoot, might as well call it White Jack. Uh, that's some Bernie Mac stuff, but uh, yeah. So, what are you thinking? Who's fired? Who's going to get fired? Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera. Okay, two first. You're fired. <laughs> Uh, poor Ron Rivera, he's a good dude. He'll probably get made if he really wanted it one more chance somewhere else. But why would you want to do it all again? You know, as well. Um, 
shoot, what do you think? Yeah, you kind of like the Commanders too. To at the start of the year, well, I remember when they beat the Ravens in that preseason game. I did. I got that long streak. I was liking them. I thought they kind of had it turned a little bit, but um, I was never a believer in Sam Howell. I'd rather had Taylor Heineke. 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 Yeah, Heineke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wonder. You know, the enemy could he get promoted to head coach? We'll see. We'll see. Shoot. Interesting. Um, good call. I haven't even, I haven't even thought. I kind of forgot he was there. Their offense was not very good, but they're working with a guy, Sam Howell, who's was a third-round pick, right? Third or fourth-round pick. Right. Probably shouldn't be starting in the NFL, at least not this soon, if that was the case. Um, I just don't, you know, he, and he played where? UNC? Yeah. So he's not even playing against SEC guys. So, you know what I mean? He's, like, thrown to the fire right away. Um, probably never really had a chance. That doesn't mean like, oh, in a couple of years of this and that and a little seasoning, he'd have been a quarterback. Nah, it's, you know, it's the, I don't believe that either. Mm-hmm. So they um, never found a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. If you can't win, you're going to get fired. Will Bill Belichick be a part of Black Monday? No. They got to be, uh, he's going to, uh, it won't, he'll never be quote unquote fired. They might want to, Force him into a resignation. You don't fire Sandy Clough. You part ways. Mutually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you um, agree on it. You know what I mean? Type yeah. of stuff. Um, so that's just kind of my a little bit of my thought on it. It just shoot. If Bill Belichick and then if they don't want him, he, he'll he's got a lot of options. I bet you it'd be three or four teams that would hire hire him instantly, and another couple of teams that would fire their coach to go to go hire him. You know? Oh, definitely. And uh, you know, if shoot, I'd go to if I'm him, and the Chargers are interested in me, you're not going to find a better setup than that. There's a lot of talent there already. Um, the living and the lifestyle would be second to none. Um, the owners, you know, middle tier owner. Probably a little bit too meddling. Probably kind of cheap skate. Yeah, Spanish. history of being kind of cheap. cheap. Yeah. But also, you see what you know the cause. They they see in their own division all these teams having so much success over the years, and they know uh, the amount of money and prestige and all that comes along with winning. And I, if that's if that's the case, as long as I have Justin Herbert, who I kind of believe in, I think he's a good quarterback. I do whatever it takes. I'm throwing money at it like crazy. I'm getting the greatest offensive coach in there. I would, you know, how would he look with um, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels? I think he'd look great. Very good. Very good. I think there's dynamic. a report yesterday that they uh, are very interested in Jim Harbaugh also. Well, who's not? The Broncos were more than, I mean. That if, was their number one choice. No doubt about it. The Broncos were pushing so hard on Jim Harbaugh. And we kind of, and you know what? The second was kind of probably D'Amico Ryan's. You think Peyton was number three? I think Sean Peyton was number three. Yeah. I think the Broncos can. Yeah, after you lose out on that one, you convince yourself the other one or the next one is as good as that one. And then you start to do like, you know, when your buddy uh, tells you, yeah, man, my girlfriend broke up with me. She cheated with like six dudes. <laughs> you tell the guy, I know you're heartbroken, man, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bro, that's life. Everything happens for a reason. It's de- it's destiny, bro. <laughs> you right? So Let's it's like right you one. when you lose out on Jim Harbaugh, you're kind of like, oh, shoot. All right, well, D'Amico Ryans is kind of, we don't got to pay him that kind of money. He's young. He's um, We love his energy. He's, you know, 
different than any of these other guys that we've interviewed and we'd love to have him. And then you look, you know, that guy goes to his, you know, old team and then you're left spinning your wheels a little bit. And then you're like, well, everyone is else is saying Sean Payton would be the best hire and might end up being the best hire of this cycle. And, and uh, John Payton was never reality anyways. And D'Amico was always going back home anyways. It was meant to be with Sean Payton. I'm going to take her back even though she's a hoe. <laughs> oh, the Denver Broncos. So, well, so what do you think about Sean Payton after this first year? Like mm. what a, like better than you thought, worse than you thought? I'm not about proud. What you thought? I'm not proud that he's my coach. I th- but I'm going to let this thing play itself out because I have no choice to other than to do so. Okay. And I'm not going to stick in the fork a fork in the guy and say he's he's done in you know, at least in my eyes and I'm not going to say um, I'm sure he can't, you know, go on to have a bunch of success. But do you know what, Alex? There's a reason why no coach has ever won a Super Bowl as a head coach, went to another team, and won another Super Bowl with another team as a head coach. Nobody's ever done it. Really, tough and that's to do. why what Peyton and Tom Brady did, winning championships with two different franchises, is so special and so unique. And of course, it could only happen to the two greatest of all time. Those two guys, yeah. right? Nah. So is Sean Payton the greatest coach in NFL history, which that put him up there in the top three, four, five echelon of Lombardis and Parcellses and Walshes and those kind of guys of being the thank you of the guy that's going to win two You're championships right. with two different franchises. I don't think so. So, you know, it take something unique and special happening. Michael Penix Jr. is going to be to a, uh, you know, a Lamar Jackson light. And they're going to have to hit on all cylinders because let's talk about the quarterbacks in the AFC right now. We got to be out of here by 57. So you can play music at any time in the next 30 seconds and we'll get out of here. I promise on time. Let's talk about quarterbacks in the AFC. Okay. Ready? Go. Yep. Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Allen. Help me. Lawrence. Tua, Lawrence. Um, Herbert. Lamar hold, Jackson. Hold on. Stroud. Stroud. Anthony Richardson. Ooh. Bro. That's like the whole division's got their plan, like a, a quarterback and a plan. The Broncos got no quarterback and no plan. They're one of a few teams in the AFC that don't. I, I really don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. If my gut tells me it's going to be a rookie, they're going to go quarterback in the first round, and that's going to be the I starter. I think they have no choice other than to do that unless they were to get Kirk Cousins in here. I, I think it's way more likely they go with a rookie. All right. For Alex, good work, buddy. Ah, good work. Gordon, you're learning. Man, when I found out, Gordon, he was worthless. He was nothing. He's getting molded to be quite the talent. Packers going to the playoffs. Yeah, he asked Nate to. He could be here Wednesdays again for some reason. Hey, Who smart man. Um, all right, uh, we got to go. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. I'll never forget today. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, Jerry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Stop me. I adopted these niggas. Put them drumming in. Now I'm about to make them tuck their whole summer in. They say I'm crazy, but I'm about to go dumb again. They ain't see me because I pulled up in my other bins. Last week, I was in my other, other bins. Oh, you're Cause we in this bitch.